Bavakama Perik Yud, Mishnah Yud, 10.10, and the last of the Masechta. And the topic of this Mishnah is when one hires a craftsman to do work for him, and the craftsman works off-site, and the craftsman requires that you provide him with the raw materials, which means you wanted to make you a suit, so he says, you know, give me so much fabric, or you want him to make you a table, and you request so much wood. So you provide him with the fabric or the wood, and then he manufactures the suit or the chair or table for you, and then the question is, does he have to give you back the scraps, or can he keep them? And the gist of our Mishnah is, and the halacha really reflects this, is that whatever is normal. If a normal thing is that people wouldn't care about the scraps, then the craftsman can keep them, and if a person would care about them, he's not Mavater doesn't give up on them, and therefore the craftsman has to give back not just the finished product of the suit or the table, but also all the offcuts and the scraps of wood. So, Mishnah gives exact amounts here, based on the normal standards of the time of the Mishnah. It says, Mochen, little bits of wool, Shakovas Motzi, that come out during the laundering process, when one gives his woolen garment to be laundered down on the river, or wherever they want to launder things. Hare Elu Shalom. The koves, the launderer, can keep his little bits and pieces because the person who gave him the it's a small amount of, of wool and the person who gave it to him doesn't want it back. You can think of it as like the, the lint and the dryer filter, that kind of thing. However, if one gives his um, woolen garment to be like combed, um, think of that as kind of like, and Machlok is showing him exactly what's going on over here. doesn't matter. Call me and think of it as maybe being pressed or finally processed. The point is, a more significant amount of wool, like flockings, come out as one combs um, the garment. And therefore, you know, that's not a lot in and of itself, but since everything's sort of homemade, if the person who hired the guy to do the combing, if the balabais, if he gets back, you know, these little bits and pieces, uh, and he does, you know, ten times, he'll have enough to make himself something new. So he wants them back. When the launderer um, takes a new garment and, and washes it for the first time, you know, making it ready for work, for use, so what normally happens is is that the tailor adds a few threads along the edge of the garment. Think of like your talus, like at the very edge of the talus is like, you know, there's perpendicular threads, you know, the warp and the woof, so there's threads at the end that hold it all together, um, which are just extra so that it shouldn't unravel. So the point is when the final processing is done, like to make it ready to be worn for the first time. So then the person doing the processing, in this case the kovas, would remove those few threads at the end, which don't really belong there, and they're just to keep things together, and he can keep them for himself because you don't want those little threads. Yasser McCain, but if there are more than three th- threads that come out, so then so then the person who hired the kovas, the, who is getting back his new talus, whatever it is, wants... Um, those threads as well. So meaning, if there's three or fewer, all three can be gone, kept by the kovas. If there are more than three, so then the person who hired the kovas wants all of it back. Because we'll take those threads and reuse them another time. However, if it was a white garment, as if the threads are black, so then, even if there's more than three, the kovas doing the preparation of the garment can take all those dark threads, because no one wants those dark threads, even if there's more than three of them. Hachayat, a tailor, shashir minachut, if he has leftover thread, so he, you hired him to, you provide him the thread, there's a bit of thread left, so can he keep that thread? So it depends. If there's enough kadei litfor bow, if there's enough that you could sew something else with it, meaning um, twice the length of a needle. I don't know how the length is in inches, but the point is 
piece of thread long enough that's twice as long as the needle. So then um, you're going to want it back. And same goes umatlis shehu shalosh shalosh off cuts. You know the, the when the fabric, there are bits of fabric that are snipped off when the seamstress tailor makes the suit or dress, whatever the story is. So if um, the off cuts uh, of this inferior fabric or leftover fabric, I should say, is is um, three by three finger breadths. You can take your own fingers and get an idea what that would be. So a little square that big, since it's useful as like a patch, you know, for like a hole in someone's socks or trousers or something like that. Hare the balhabayas wants them back, so therefore that thread that's longer than two needles lengths or that three by three finger wide offcut has to go back to the person who hired the craftsman along with the dress or suit that's being made, etc. Masha Harash Motzi, as for carpenters who are working in their carpentry studio, again, they were provided with wood. It's not that it's their wood. Of course, if they're providing the wood, they keep all the, all the offcuts. But the point is, if you provide them with the wood, do you want, and you've hired them to make you a table, uh, so you gave them logs, and now you're getting back a table, the question is, do you want back all the scraps of wood in addition to the table? So the answer is, you want back the significant pieces. So, Masha Harash Motzi B'ma'atzad, the parts of wood that's cut off at the end with a plane, like little little scraps and splinters and bits, thin pieces of wood, which really are useless, except maybe for kindling or something. So those... The carpenter can keep them because you don't want them, presumably. But uva kashil, the pieces of wood that were stripped away with like a hatchet, meaning they started out as a log, right? So for turning a log into a table, they mean like wood chips, which are bigger, but certainly can be used for kindling and that kind of thing. Shel balhabais, the balhabais can be presumed to want them back. Certainly that's the case in the time of the Mishnah. Now with all these things, we're assuming that the work is being done in the studio of the craftsman. And it's like his floor that he's sweeping up. But if the work is being done in the home of the employer, so you bring the carpenter into your house, so then then the homeowner doesn't have any it's not a big deal for him to bring stuff. It's already in his house. He wants to keep all the offcuts, all the bits and pieces, because he'll repurpose them. So that means even nesores, meaning the sawdust, He'll keep, he'll keep the sawdust for next time he has an oil spill or something. So the point is, the carpenter has no right to take supplies, even if there's, you know, sawdust and the like, from the homeowner to his back to the studio. No, he has to leave it there because the homeowner, since it's no big deal for him, wants to keep everything, um, all the scraps that are left from production. Halach Lamaisa, it really goes based on whatever's normal in terms of normal expectations and understandings between craftspeople and, and the employers in the time and place where the Halach is going to be carried out. Okay, and with that, Baruch Hashem, B'Syat Tashmaya, Slikam Sechas Bava Kama, B'Syat Tashmaya, we finished it, and uh, B'Ez Hashem, next up is Bava Metziah.